Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. Diego de Protafitesmo. Ike Zidesmo. What's up, Ike fans, champions? Gosh, it feels crazy to still be saying that. And I love saying it. I'll be saying it until next year this time and hopefully keep saying it for another year. Uh, guys, I've seen the numbers. Thank you so much. This show has grown so much over this past year, over this past season. I really appreciate it, and I would love it and appreciate it if you guys left a, a review somewhere, wherever you can, or rate the show. That way we can become a bigger part of I can see this, and Greek football fans. Um, so today what I have in store is uh, going to do a little preview podcast of the cup final coming up this Wednesday, of course, Ike versus Pauk, playing behind closed doors in the beautiful city of Volos. Sad, sad that um, it's 2023 and um, we have to play a Greek cup final behind closed doors. We can't even organize. I mean, they even have students there to watch the match. Uh, just, you know, I've never been a huge fan of playing matches behind closed doors. And I've never been a big fan of not having away fans at matches. But, you know, I mean, it is Greece. It's going to be very different looking out there. You're, it's not going to feel like you're watching a cup final. It's going to feel like you're watching a friendly. Um, but anyway, let me get to some, a few news and notes. Um, not much as far as, like, news. You know, the transfer uh, transfer rumors have started in full, full effect in Greece. Of course, a lot of Pineda talk. What's going to happen with Pineda? That's, I think, the big question mark on every IKG's mind for this summer transfer window. A lot of uh, teams have been linked with Levy Garcia, but nothing substantial yet. I really think that if the club doesn't get, um, I would say, upwards of 12 to 13 to 15 million, um, then there's not even going to be a discussion for Levy Garcia. And the team officials have come out and said that it's not... uh, they're not looking to shop him if they don't have to. So I feel like if I don't get the offer they want or the amount of money they want for him, they're not just going to sell him just to sell him. You know, his stock could even rise more with him having another offseason to sharpen his skills as a striker. And also, we're definitely having European football next year for him to have showcase his talent in Europe. His stock could even rise even higher. So... Uh, but you know, you know, you, you football fans, we know what the summer transfer window means. We know uh, the rumor carousel that's about to start. Uh, but really, hold, the team is really holding off on all that stuff, and even reporters are really holding off on that. They'll answer certain questions, you know, if it comes up about Levy Garcia, about Pineda, other players, even Haji Safi, who just signed a contract, has been linked with moves to France. Um, but officially, the team says, you know, let's focus on getting through the cup final and then. Uh, then the, the transfer frenzy talk, whatever, carousel can start. So, of course, Ike not dealing with any injuries except for, you know, the captain, Araujo, who's still out. Um, and very briefly, I wanted to get into something else. I had to really sit here and think about this, guys, over the past week. You know, listening to radio, it's been fun. It's been a lot of excited. I can do this out there. 
But there's also been a lot of, I guess, caused a lot of pain and a lot of misery to other fan bases out there and to other, uh, <coughs> other camps and everyone coming out with statements. And I have to address this because it, like, gets under my skin so much. And, I'll, and I'm going to get a little in-depth with this for just a few minutes, guys, so bear with me. <sighs> Mr. Alafuzos, Panathinaikos' majority uh, shareholder, came out and said, you know, statements about the club and the state of the club and answering questions that fans have had. But he also said that basically I stole the championship from him. First off, let me answer all this stuff. Let me answer Mr. Alafuzos, Mr. Marinakis, who is making Olympiacos look like a joke. No offense. Coming out with all these statements all year. Both of you idiots are trying to hide behind the mistakes you made with your football club. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say idiots. That's a, that's a harsh word. Both of you are trying to hide mistakes that you made in the back office with your football clubs. And you're trying to, to blame Ike and Milisanidi and Paranga and this and that behind the mistakes that you made. Olympiacos had an inflated roster and whoever's making football decisions for them right now is just not doing a very good job. Panathinaikos, uh, listen, the championship was going to come down to who could get over their weakness better or whose weakness was not going to hurt them at the end. You guys that have listened to this podcast, I've talked about this for the last few months, pretty much the whole entire second half of the season since the World Cup break, that Panathinaikos have had trouble with scoring. They just they do, did not have an easy way of scoring this season. They got lucky in some matches. They had last-minute goals, last-minute penalties. Eventually, that's going to catch up with you. And I said that all season long. That's not to take away from the work that Jovanovic did and I get the Panathinaikos fan that's going to say something about, you know, the players having COVID and being tired. No, I do think that's a little messed up that they should have given them at least a couple more days rest. All right, I'll be honest with that. They should have played the match day on Wednesday. I mean, what was the big deal? You could have bumped a couple more days to Wednesday and then had the last match day on Monday, let's say, instead of Sunday. Anyway, but, I mean, you can't... Ike, Ike was going through the same thing where we had... A lot of our players sick. We had Pineda playing his right back in the match against you guys. And we still dominated you. It comes down to one thing of why you lost the championship, Panathinaikos fans. You didn't score goals. Against your main competitor, Ike, you scored zero goals from open play. Zero goals. You scored two penalties in the first, in the match day, what was it, four? In the first meeting between these two teams? That's it. You couldn't score a goal against Ike. And honestly, Ike were the better team in Lofotos. Even though Ike players were dealing with a stomach virus, um, Ike still looked like the better team. Now, listen, the better team on the pitch doesn't always win, and that's what makes football fun. Um, but one thing I want to say is like a culture as a whole, and really reflecting on this, and this goes for all of us Greeks, and in any, in any, I think, uh, in any part of life, we do not handle losing well. I mean, I 
cannot stand. I've sat there and like have wanted to flip over a Davli board, a backgammon board when I'm losing a backgammon. I've wanted to throw my, you know, PlayStation or whatever remote through the wall when I'm losing in freaking FIFA or Madden. We don't take, and I think that's something in our in our culture that's just never going to change. So the problem is we keep making up excuses. We keep saying that, you know, it's the referee's fault or this person's running that. I watched a lot of Greek football this year, a little more than, than, than you know, normally I just get the opportunity to watch Ike, but I watched Greek football. I may not have tweeted about it. I may not have talked about it very often on here. But I, I especially tried to catch matches where the big teams were playing. Everyone had calls go against them. Everyone had controversial goals. Everyone had controversial penalties. I mean, up and down, up and down the line. Every every big team that you can think of. Even though there were some controversial calls in in, in derbies, there were a lot of calls that went against Ike. There were a lot of calls that went for Ike. There were a lot of calls that went for Panathinaikos. You want to talk about Mr. Alafusis? You want to talk about then Mr. Nicoloyanis? You want to talk about Diatisia? You want to talk about refereeing? Your team happened to get a penalty every freaking game it felt like in the 90-plus minute? Come on, man. I mean, we're just going to have to accept it. Listen, as I've said before refereeing officiating it's subjective it shouldn't be it should be you know we want it to be like straightforward like you know this ref's gonna see every ref has to see everything the same way but that's not it it, football's never going to be transparent like that and i honestly think you know we thought var was going to be like the savior of football but (coughs) excuse me but it's actually turned out to be the opposite it's not the savior of football. It's made things worse. If you look at it worldwide, if you look at, you know, go on Twitter and look at uh, different leagues and where fans are talking about different leagues, whether it's the Premier League, Syria, ah, they're all complaining about the same stuff, about VAR, about officiating. It's a part of football. But at the end of the day, and, you know, uh, there was someone in the Greek media one time or from the Libercos camp, you know, years ago when... There was a lot of rumors about Olympiacos having a paranga, you know, controlling the refereeing and blah, 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 where I think it was Salas Adoridis that said, you know, build a good team on the pitch. I'm trying to translate in my head. And you'll beat the officiating. And I, listen, I'm not going to talk ill of the dead. But I didn't agree with that at the time. But now I kind of see where he was coming from. Because if you have a good team, eventually you're going to be able to overcome uh, certain certain calls that don't go your way. And that that's a part of football. Bad calls are going to be made at times. And not all referees are going to see things the same. But the problem is in Greece, we're sore losers. We don't take, uh, we don't take loss well. We don't uh, take our loss and move on and look it deeper and say... No, I didn't lose the championship because I got the calls or maybe I knew these running Apple or whatnot. I lost the championship because I couldn't put the ball in the back of the net because in the last four matches of the season, I came away with three points. How's that Ike's fault? And Ike, if we would have lost this championship, it would have been for one main reason, one main Achilles heel we've had all season and one main Achilles heel that could even hurt us in the cup final. We don't take advantage of our chances. We create so much, but we don't always put the ball in the back of the net either. 
So something had to give in order for one team to lose the championship. Now it sucks because both fan bases are so hungry for a title. I think every fan base was hungry for this title because it was, it was, uh, it's, I mean, I, I hope that this continues and I hope next year every team comes back a little bit stronger and we have a close title race like we did this year. And I mean, really, we entered the playoffs with all four teams, not as front runners, but still having a chance for the championship. And I mean, I don't, that's never happened in my entire lifetime of watching Greek football for almost 30 years, which was pretty amazing. It was awesome to, to watch. But something at the end of the day, your Achilles heel, that one thing that was going to hurt you, that hurt you all season, was going to wind up hurting you. And you were going to lose the championship because of that form or because of that uh, inability that you had. You know, that um, whatever it was. For Ike, it was we create so many chances, but the ball sometimes just feels like it does not want to go in the back of the net. But I it's the exact opposite doesn't create chances and and struggles offensively. Um, That's not to take away from the fact that they had a massively great season. Anyway, let's move on to the cup final, guys. Ike Pauk, as I said, in Volos, behind closed doors. Um, uh, Ike, I think, should be ready for this match. You know, this shouldn't be like 17-18 where the team kind of fell apart. Jimenez had already left. Christodoulopoulou, who's one of uh, Ike's best players that season, he had, uh, there was, I don't know how true the rumor was or whether it was proven in the end, but he had supposedly already, like, under the table had made a deal to go to Olympiacos. Um, So the team had kind of fallen apart when you were going up against a Falk team that honestly just wanted to beat you. Just because they believe that they, and they still believe to this day that you stole their championship in 1718, and I could not match that intensity, that desire that day, and we were lucky to to move away with just losing 2-0. Um, this is going to be a different cup final for me. I think Almeida, from reports from hearing in Greece, you know, after the few days of celebration of, of uh, winning the title, they have been in cup mode. And uh, I think what's nice is that the organization itself and Almeida and I think the players that probably, you know, like Mandalos, um, Levy Garcia, players that have been left over the past few years that have lost some of those cup finals that have, um, that were part of that 17-18 team, Araujo, uh, have really gotten in, into Almeida's and into the 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 DNA of this club that we need to win this match for a lot of different reasons. And I I mean, even if that wasn't the case, I just don't see an Almeida team that's going to come out flat and not ready to play. um, That's managed by this phenomenal manager that we have here. Um, Of course, Ike have lost three straight cups to Pauk after winning three straight. So the series now in cup finals is tied 3-3. This is going to be the tribe of... Sorry, guys, tiebreaker, very big match here. Uh, a chance for Ike after 45 years to get that third double. Um, of course, we're going to be through the moon if this happens. Um, as I said, Almeida is going to have these players ready to play. Psychologically, I think Ike have a little bit more of an advantage. Balk have been in a little bit of uh, bad form lately. 
they lost their last match against Olympiacos at home, which if they don't win this match, not only do they not win a trophy, but they also lose out on their Europa League spot. So the pressure is going to be on Balk. I think Iker playing with house money, which is really going to help us. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if they lose this match, yeah, it's going to suck. I'm not going to lie, but it's going to suck for like a day because I will take the championship. Uh, we, this is the second championship I've seen them win since following the club for the past 25 years, 25 little bit plus years. Um, I've seen them win multiple cups. Not to say that we don't want to win the, we don't, I wish they could win a double every year. Um, and not to say that I don't really want them to win this cup and that, that it'll be kind of sad if they don't win this cup. But I think the team is also prepared for just the fan base itself. If we lose this cup, there's still going to be grumbling. There's still going to be a little bit of grinha because that's always going to happen when you lose a cup final. But it's not the end of the world. Um, much rather would just hold on to the memory of of having a won a league title. Um, for me, the biggest key in this match is whose system and whose style of play is going to win out. Is it going to be Almeida's press that's going to suffocate Balk as it has in the previous matches this season? Um, or is it going to be, is Balk going to be ready for it and play kind of out the back? As I've stated before, I think that um, the way you beat Ike is the way Olympiacos was trying to do a couple of weeks ago when we drew nil-nil in Philadelphia against them, where you hold your lines really tight and you kind of sit back. Now, some managers, they have too much pride. They have too much, uh, how we say in Greek, kolimata. They have uh, too much uh, belief or stuck too much to a certain tactic where they won't change their tactics up. They're going to say, okay, this is what's got me here. This far, these players have gotten me here this far. We've seen this all over, happen all over the world. You've seen great managers like Klopp and then uh, Guardiola do this, like where you're like, okay, why doesn't he take this player out and put that player in? It's just, it's it's, it's part of, I think, a manager's psyche that they do stuff like this. And um, <coughs> for me, I think that the... Um, um, one of those two things has to give. One of these two systems is going to win out. For me, I do believe and I have confidence that I feel like Luchescu is a little too arrogant. And if he doesn't play this match smart enough and if he's like, you know what? No, I'm, I want to beat Ike with my system. I want to prove that my system is better than theirs and I want to play from the back and beat them in in a, in a, in a buildup that I like to play. Um, then it's going to be troubling for Balk. Um I would, if I were him, like I said, sit back, hold your lines, try to see if you can get behind the defense, either with long balls or maybe throw Costandella wide as um, as he's given Rota fits. I mean, that's the one player that scares me for Falk. I know he's been out of form the past month or so. Uh, I am anticipating a very entertaining match. I'm anticipating both teams really going for it. Balk having a little bit more pressure. I think Balk might be playing a little more reserved. But then again, they might say, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go for it. Win or lose, there's there's only one outcome here. Um, 
if both teams kind of go at it like that, we could see a very highly up and down entertaining match. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I said, because Ike is playing with house money. If we lose this match, it's going to suck. I'm going to have to hear it from some of my uh, Falk friends here in town. We're going to have to hear it all over the the internet, you know, the social media sphere of Falk fans talking junk and on the, on the radio and whatnot. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still league champions. So, Falk, on the other hand, is playing with a lot more pressure. They got to get this win to bring a trophy home. And, you know, I know Falk fans have kind of puffed up their chest the past few years, and rightfully so. I mean, they're, they're living the, the, the best period in their club's history as far as contending for titles and winning trophies and whatnot, and especially the, the way they've honestly just, just, just beaten us the past few uh, seasons and the past few cup finals that we've met them. Um, so, but if I was a Falk fan, I would say, I want to win as many trophies as possible. You don't know when this Savili's era is going to run out. You don't know when that's going to, when that's going to change. Um, so that's how I would feel about it. And uh, Falk kind of have that pressure because, yeah, there were grumblings from the fans. There was Grinha from the fans. A lot of whistling when they lost to Olympiacos. Um, I'm not going to say Luchescu's on the hot seat, but I think he loses this. If he loses this convincingly, um, I could see that seat of Luchescu getting warmer, him just saying, you know what, like, screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so very, very interesting match, no matter which way you approach it to close out the uh, Greek football season. Um, my prediction on it is I think Ike's quality and form is going to take over now. Don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it is a cup final. Most cup finals that I've seen in my life where Ike have played in, I think Ike are the favorites, and I think probably Stimakitika, uh, they're the favorites. The bet- the, they're the line favorites, too, in, in betting, I think. Um, but, again, I've also seen Ike be a heavy underdog and, and win cups. So a cup final is a cup final. I mean, it doesn't matter how much better the other team is. It, it's one game. Anything can happen in one, in one match. Um we just need to see how both teams are going to come out. Uh, you know, I'd hate to be all cliche, but really, whoever's going to control the midfield. Oh, oh yeah, let's see what lineup Almeida comes out with. Let's see if Almeida comes out with, um, if he continues to go with this cup lineup that he's had during the entire cup campaign. Now, one interesting thing that I did hear this morning from Mr. Ketsuzoglu, who does a, who's an Ike reporter that uh, writes for Ike 365 and... Um, is on Sport FM. He was talking about how, you know, Almeida played in the late 90s, early 2000s in Serie A. And he said in, in Serie A at the time, they would do this. Managers would play cup teams up until the cup final. Now, the cup final, they would play a, a normal team. That's not to say that I, Ike's cup team is not capable of winning this match, but... I can kind of see Almeida taking it there and saying, like, we're in a cup final. We need to win this match. It's, it's for a trophy. I'm going to put the best 11 players that I have out there to try to win this match. Um, but let's see what happens. Let's see what he decides to do. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, so one of those things for me has got to give. We got to con- – whoever controls the midfield. Um, and, of course, for Ike – our Achilles heel in some matches this year has been 
we got to take advantage of our chances. And again, I feel like I say that every big, big, big match, we have to be able to put the ball in the back of the net when the opportunity is given to us. We can't just, I don't want it to be another one of these games, which you know it's going to be because I'm, Almeida's hike creates so many chances. I don't want it to be where it's, you know, we had 15 shots, seven on target, and we end up losing to a Falk team that had four shots, one on target, and we lose 1-0. We lose the cup 1-0. Very, very massive match. I think it's the last demon that this Almeida-Ike team need, need to exercise is beating Pauk in a cup final. And just that would be completely turning the script over the past few seasons on its head. From losing three straight cup finals to Balk to beating them to getting the double for the first time in 45 years. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I talk about it, this becomes a massive, massive match. But let's see what happens. Um, Very excited for this one. Uh, Like I said, I'm definitely going to be pissed if we lose this match. I think like all Ike fans... But at the end of the day, we're still we're still champions. We're still league champions. Uh, just I would love to see them win the double because we don't know when another opportunity like this is going to come around. We want to say that hopefully over the next few seasons, we'll have plenty of opportunities with Almeida to to win another double. But you don't know. You don't know how often this is going to come around. Um, you know, before 1718, it had been almost like 15, 16 years the last time that we had a chance to win a double. Uh, so let's see how it goes, guys. Opospanda, short podcast today because I really didn't have much to talk about. Uh, don't know how both of these teams are going to come out, how things are going to look tactically. I'll get, I'll have a better uh, post game wrap up after this, and maybe I'll do a longer episode to wrap up the season. Um, I was going to do that today. I was going to go through each player and talk about them briefly and talk about their best moments of the season, but. I just want to wait until the cup final is over and I'm going to try my best not to let the cup final like screw up my judgment as to what went on in the league, especially if it's a bad outcome for Ike. But um, yeah, but yeah, Opuspanda, Forza, Ikara. I hope you guys enjoy this match no matter where you are. Thanks for your support as always. Uh, if I didn't say it already, please, if you guys have a moment rate the podcast if you can leave a review so we can become a bigger part of i can see this and thank you so so much for your kind words through social media gotten so many dms the past like week or so i have loved doing this i love hearing from you guys uh let's become a bigger part of i can do this so leave a review if you can or five stars or a positive rating wherever you can i know each Podcast platform is different. Uh, but yeah, Forza, Ikara, Adekemeto, Double. And I'll talk to you guys later on this week.